everyone, welcome to another episode of Slice of Healthcare. I'm Jared Taylor, your host. On today's episode, we have Nurse Tia. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get her right on. And this is an episode that we recorded a while back, though, and we're bringing it into the fold. We had a, a large backlog of podcast episodes, and we're ready for this one to be released. Hope you like it. Without further ado, let's bring her on. Hi, Tia. Thank you so much for joining us on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. Yes, thanks for having me, Jarrett. How's your day going? Not bad at all. Today's a day off, so I'm relaxing. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. And you're in, is, is it Dallas? Yes, just moved to Dallas. Actually, a city very close to it, Frisco. <sighs> Not familiar. I'm actually going to be in Dallas this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm about maybe 30 minutes from downtown Dallas. Cool. I think I'm near, uh, I, I'm not far from, what's the, the, the main airport there I'm flying into? I think it's, is it not DFW? Fort Worth? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, probably that one. Nice. There's two big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should be good. Very excited to get down there. How's the weather there? Is it going to be really hot? Extremely hot. I've been burning up. <laughs> oh, it's been 90 and up. Mm-hmm. Is it humid too? Yes, very. How am I going to do that? I'm from Boston. Make sure that you bring shorts. <laughs> I'm okay. from Wisconsin, so I'm not used to this kind of weather, but I've been adjusting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast, and I think it would be best if we could have you go into a little bit of an introduction about yourself so the audience can learn a little bit. Okay. Um, So I'm a 26-year-old nurse uh, from Racine, Wisconsin. Um, I kind of started my healthcare journey about 10 years ago as a CNA on a med surge unit. And um, while I was a CNA, I also did like home health care and assisted living. And then I eventually went back to med surge and I started to work on my nursing degree. I graduated in December of 2016 as an RN and began my work as kind of long-term care and rehab, and then moved to Texas this past October and began working in urgent care. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. So I'm kind of in a new area, but I've been enjoying it so far. How was the switch for you? Did it take a while to get adjusted? Yes, um, it was a bit drastic. I was kind of used to a slower pace and caring for maybe 20 to 30 patients at a time. And this was a lot more upbeat. It took me a few months to kind of get used to it, but I do like it. What do you know now that you wish you knew before getting into this like new field? Um, urgent care, well, I wish I knew... Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fun if you like it's uh, uh I'd rather you say that than make up yeah. some elaborate <laughs> answer, you know? So no, that's fine. Think about it. If something comes to mm-hmm. you throughout the podcast, let me know. Mm-hmm. But I I just I figured I'd ask. Yeah. I know people sometimes will be like, Oh, well, I wish I knew not to do this or that I should be doing this more. So mm-hmm. That is I fine. mean, it's a different mindset. Cool. It was, it's a lot more emergent. So you have to kind of recognize 
signs and symptoms of like heart attack, stroke and all this that I learned in school, but it wasn't necessarily something that I had to be so upbeat about in my previous position. Absolutely. Now, what made you get into nursing in the first place? Um, I would say family members. I've got maybe two to three aunts that are in nursing and then several cousins that kind of pushed me in that direction. And then in high school, I took some um, beginning health courses. And it once I saw it and was able to work in it, I kind of went that direction. I loved it from the beginning. Ah, so genetic. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It's always great when you hear these stories. We heard a story the other day of someone became a nurse because their father was sick Mm -hmm. and they were around nurses a lot and they really got to see the nurses that truly cared, you know, for their father. Mm -hmm. And it just really got them into researching, becoming a nurse, and then they eventually became a nurse. Mm -hmm. So it's always cool to hear stories like that versus, I don't know, I was bored. Yeah. (laughs) So... It, it, it also makes the uh, patients that you're dealing with a lot better when they hear that as well, oh, yeah. that you, um, you know, you had some bloodlines to it. I can tell you're passionate about it too, mm-hmm. when you talk about it. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's obviously the best type of work you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be stressful, but it's all worth it when you care for somebody and um, you're able to interact with them and as well as their families and a lot of patients you never forget even years later. Absolutely. I'm sure some stick with you more Mm -hmm. than others. I would like to talk about Tia Mm -hmm. a little earlier than I thought, but I'd like to talk about your Instagram page a little Mm -hmm. bit. I really like all your icons and sections that you set up on Mm -hmm. there. So how important do you feel social media is in your day-to-day? And then how important do you think it should be within healthcare? It seems like more healthcare professionals are being more active on social media nowadays. Yes. Um, so I've been active on social media. It's been, I would say early high school, but I was just kind of on there, just kind of just to be on there. But I would say within like the last year, I've kind of turned it into a space where other nursing students can reach out to me and speak to me and kind of use me as a resource. Um, once I started to do that, I got like DMs and everything from nursing students that say they don't have a support system and don't have anyone to speak to. So I just found it very important to tell my story and also encourage my friends and the ones that are in nursing school as well to kind of use their social media as a platform to be a resource to the other nursing students who need somebody to speak to. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a topic I've been very interested in for a long time. Mm -hmm. When you, I'm I'm not too familiar with the registered nurse part of it, but what was the onboarding like? So when you accepted the job at your current facility, Mm -hmm. what was that process to get you through the door to start working? Um, I would say for me, my actual first RN job was here in Texas. So for me, I had to change my license over from Wisconsin to Texas. Um, There was a fingerprinting process, which was different than Wisconsin because we didn't have to do fingerprinting. Um, And then it took about 
I would say 30 days to get my Texas license. And that's a big heads up to anybody moving to a different state to be mindful of that, especially when you're um, changing states and you have to change your license over. Um, And then once I got the job, um, I had to update like all of my immunizations. A lot of them they didn't accept from Wisconsin. Um, And then the training process, I would say it was about maybe two months before they let me out on my own. Why did it take 30 days for you to get a license? Oh, boy. I'm trying to remember. Why do you think? Um, was it like background there checks? Was background, things take time? Yes, there was background checks, and um, they had to wait on the fingerprints to come back, and it was, it was a long process. I was thankful that my job was patient enough to wait on it, but it was a long process. It was something that I wasn't aware of, Especially if you're moving and you want to get a job right away, I would say to look into this probably before you even move. Are there core pieces of information that it helps to have readily available when you get accepted at a certain facility that you can already hand over to them immediately to steamroll the process? Um, I would say definitely have like your driver's license ready, your social security, your birth certificate, probably your diploma, or even if you have your transcripts ready. Um, A lot of those things were like packed away and I had to find them, especially like transcript and things like that. I would say definitely have those ready. Or you can hand them in directly. Mm -hmm. They don't have to go through the school. Right. You can hand them in directly. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. It's a long, it's always a long process. That's why I think sometimes it even discourages people from going from one place to another because they're like, oh, I got to go through a little bit of a process again just to start working at this new place. Yes. It was like starting over almost. <laughs> yeah. it's It takes time because in that whole process, getting together all those documents mm-hmm. and just uh, the, uh, the fingerprinting and the waiting, it, I'm what probably took you a couple hours of your time, mm-hmm. right? Just to... Yeah, it's can't get those back. Exactly. And I would say definitely put those things in a place where you know where they are. Because when you move, there's things thrown around. You accidentally throw some things away. It's just a stressful process. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, The ability to have those core items in a Mm -hmm. secure location that's easily able to be shared is definitely, definitely good advice. Awesome. I want to talk a little bit about a little bit more about social media because mm-hmm. we're we're really passionate about that and really trying to grow our brand. Mm-hmm. What are what what are some of the things that you think about when you go into posting? Are you just kind of a I'm going to post this just because I want to post it, or or sometimes is there more thought into your post? Yes. Um... I kind of think about it maybe like a day ahead of time. And I just kind of think about um, what's something that I could say that could maybe help someone or even motivate them. Um, I try to, well, it's really hard because I work like 60 hours a week. So I kind of. 60? (laughs) 60. 
I kind of envy the other nurses that I see because I follow a lot of the other nurses that are on social media and they do a very good job and I'm just like how do they do this and work at the same time but I just tried to tell them maybe like an update in my life of what's going on and try to motivate them to keep going if they're still in school to keep going and not to give up there's a lot of cool and interesting nurses Mm -hmm. on Instagram I mean I'm sure you follow some like we just had uh what's her tag i am nurse mo yes i follow her on uh aisha srna i'm not sure if you follow her she's got some great content mm-hmm. super nice known her for several months definitely check out her page okay. too so she's at duke uh, about to become a crna mm-hmm. super nice and just always has some cool videos and mm-hmm. she's always someplace different mm-hmm. which is great because her stories are awesome yes but the list goes on and mm-hmm. on. It's really crazy. We've And we've had the privilege of having, uh, like yourself, many of these high-quality nurses that are posting consistently and posting great content. So thank you for what you do. It's, it's really cool to uh, – I, I think it allows people to see nurses outside of their day-to-day yeah. that, like, you know, that everyone's people, which is really cool. Exactly. Exactly. On top of nursing, what are you passionate about? Ooh, there's so many things. Um, I would say recently I've been getting into like beauty things and makeup things. I post that sometimes. Um, Also writing. Um, I've been probably writing novels since about the third grade. A lot of people don't know that. Um, Wow. I'm also interested in business, um, real estate, traveling, all sorts of things. Um, that I'll probably be posting about in the future. I'll just have to kind of plan it out. But there's quite a few things that I'm interested in, even outside of healthcare as a whole. Have you published any of the novels? I haven't. That's still on my list. That's on my to-do list. Either this year or next year, I definitely want to do that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's many options, too. Self-publishing is a great option mm-hmm. because you're able to kind of control the direction of, of your novel. I actually, if uh, ever something you want to talk about process with, uh, with Amazon, oh. I self published a book through them mm-hmm. and it's uh, it was a pretty, it, it wasn't a bad process, but it does take time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've, I've learned a lot from it, but it is kind of cool to not for every like thing that you write, but for certain things that you're like super passionate about and think, wow, this is actually pretty good. It is cool to get it out there at some point, yeah. which I'm sure oh, you will. Oh, yes. It's definitely in my plans. Great. Well, what would you say some of your goals are, Tia? You can say healthcare and just life in general. Um, I would say goals. In the future, I definitely want to go back to school, even um, go for a nurse practitioner. And then probably life in general. Obviously, like, get married, have kids, all of that. Just trying to learn, like, life balance so that I can even find the time to date and do things like that. <laughs> it's usually the thing that gets thrown to the yes. side when you're busy working. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. But I guess rightfully so, right? Yes. Uh, work, work definitely. Work and family come first in, in the early stages for certain um, because they take so much of your yes. time. Yes, definitely. Very cool. Well, 
what I would love to kind of close out with you is what are some of the things that you've seen so far in healthcare that we need to change or that could use a little innovating? Um, I would say when I first came to the clinic that I'm in right now, it was more so paper documents, Was that which I was shocked about. Um, we've now changed to um, the electronic medical records, which I'm happy about because I think every facility should be that way. Um, and one thing that I actually saw in some research was kind of like the, have you ever seen like the CPR machine? No. It was actually a machine. I know they had one in one of the hospitals I worked at in uh, Wisconsin where it kind of assists you to help save the person's life, which I think that should be more readily available for a lot more facilities because they do find that a lot of nurses, doctors, even CNAs aren't performing CPR at a good enough rate. So I think that would be something very good, especially for like an urgent care facility. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look that Mm -hmm. up. That's really cool. I think that would be good. Tia, where can our listeners follow you, learn more about you? Um, they can definitely follow me on my Instagram at S-H-E-G-A-W-W-D. I would say that would probably be the best place to find me because that's where I post the most often. Great. And I will throw any links you want me to in the show okay. notes. So everyone will be able to see that and look forward to this episode being released thank you so much to you for for joining us no problem thank you you have a great day thank you to everyone who tuned in for another episode of slice of healthcare please be sure to follow us on our social channels on pretty much every social channel it's at slice of healthcare on Twitter, it's at Slice of HC. We don't use that much, but we will answer if anyone tweets at us or sends us a message there. Also, for those of you that are listening on iTunes, please be sure to head over to iTunes, leave us a rating slash review. We'd really appreciate the support and feedback. And if you're interested in being a, a guest on the podcast, please reach out at uh, sliceofhealthcare at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or any of our other channels. And we'll get right back to you. Thanks and everyone have a great day.